Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast, bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer. It's me, Russ the Faceville, and I'm joined by Byron. Is manhandling a shaft board? <laughs> That's not untrue. That's and uh, Les, shot, <laughs> Les has been rolling d20s behind our back, Martin. It's quite open about the d20, really. You're right. You don't have to rub it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this show we're. We're going to record this intro again for like the 18th time <laughs> um, and not get derailed. Uh, basically, we are just going to do a little show because um, Les and myself are off to an event on Sunday yeah. called Age of Sigmas. Um, and that's at the big place, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I don't mean like big venue. I mean like it's big games, okay. whatever it's called. Yeah. Bristol Independent Gaming. That's right. it. Yeah. And we are basically going to that on a bit of a last minute whim, I yeah. think. Because you, you, you actually finally are going to play some games, aren't you, Les? Yeah, I figured that it seems that I've signed up to three tournaments. It might it seems play some games. Particularly yeah. as one of them is a team event. Yeah, with you guys, you know. So I figured like I might play some games of Age of Sigmar so I could learn how to play the game. And I thought, why not go? Like one of the guys at the club, like Kieran's organised it and, you know, it's pretty last minute and it's on a Sunday and stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll just give it a go. There's no painting. Um, Which is why I'm going to be rocking my Stormcast. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to wear my little wristband, going to get my dice shaker out, going to be yeah. screaming, only the faithful! <laughs> across the hall because I've been listening to the audio dramas and it's yeah, just too many, fucking too many awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, really, I don't know, I've gone all like proper gay for um, men in armour. <laughs> so what's changed? No, nothing really. I just just okay. it. <laughs> it's just, it's just that the good guys now. It's because I've never really done Space Marines in 40k. I know, and no. I know people listening to this are just going to be like face palming, especially if they're from Games Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to be going, yes, the plan worked. <laughs> yeah. it, only, it only took 17 years. Yeah, I have, I have dabbled with Marines, but they've never been an army I've ever finished. No, um, I always find them a bit boring, like Marines, you get sort of fed up. Yeah, but I I mean, after like looking at some of the gaming options, Stormcast seemed fun. Yeah, well that's another reason why it's sort of like... I, I thought it would be good for me to take the Stormcast because obviously I want to take them to the next events that we're going to. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to chat with you guys about sort of like some of the games. I know we touched on it when I was briefly on the, the other show. Um, I just thought it'd be quite nice to, you know, bring some stuff out. And to, to be, I mean, the comps are quite, quite open with what I can bring. So there's, especially now. So uh, we should probably, we should probably talk about the comp because this is run by the future Trump, Chump Kings. Yeah, which is chump, chump, chumps, uh, which is basically the guys from Cheltenham have been running a comp system they've created uh, for your club, really, hasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think they they initially started doing it before Mo released the the pool comp system, and um, they sort of decided that I think they had like a, a formula behind it, and they were like, yeah. you know, each model is X Y Z, and it gets a score and stuff. Yeah, um, I think it's. It's a, like I a find it very strange. Attack ratio that they decided in that initially, or or how did they? I don't they know. Start? The form is kind of a bit secret, I guess. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest, we'll probably end up getting in touch with the guys and see if we can get one of them on to have a chat. Um, yeah, it might be a good idea. Um, but apparently, it's it, basically the way it works is you can have a certain number of war scrolls. Um, they, they recommend 16. Yeah. I don't know where that number come from. If it's just an arbitrary number, I don't know. And you also have a, so you have basically you have two resource pools. You have one which is the number of war scrolls and you have one which is your rating. And your war scroll has a rating and basically it's a balance to get both numbers to be 16, basically. Yeah. So you might add a war scroll, which is particularly good. So it's one and it's slash three. Then if you added like 12 of those units, you would be well over your rating because you'd have like 36 of the second number. Yeah. So you have to have units which aren't so good. I'm already was... slightly confused while you're explaining this. Yeah, like, is... this is the problem. It's really confusing. Um, I found it confusing anyway. So basically... I'm a human. I'd rather think of one thing than two. Yeah, and this this is my issue with it, but I'll, I'll get onto that later. So basically you, you pick a number of war scrolls up to 16, and the rating has to add up to 16. Yeah, you pass with 16. Oh, yeah, that's... So, so you could... You don't have to have 16, but you, you can't go above on 16 on any of the numbers. So the maximum you'll have is 16 units, and that's the maximum number of deployments, if you like. But you don't have to deploy them in those units. So... <clears throat> For example, to give you an idea, like 10 great swords is, um, I think you get 5 great swords is for 1. Yeah. That's exactly. a bad example because they're weird. I'm looking at the army list, not the rating. So let's say for Corn Bloodbound, you can have 5 Blood Warriors is 1 scroll for 5, and you get 1 PCK rating. So if you took 20 Blood Warriors, that would be 4 out of your 16, and 4 towards your rating. And yeah. then if you wanted to to add some models that didn't add any rating, like Skull Priest or one zero, so obviously that, if you had a unit which was a 1-2, and you added a one zero, that would balance out the fact that one of them is 2 rather than 1. That makes sense? So it's kind of your balancing? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, comp is just there to, to try and make you pay for taking too many of the things that are OP. Uh, nothing's changed there, it's just how no. it's being approached. I mean, my, my issue... I mean, I would say talk about issues, but basically that's the concept. So, um, apparently there's a few things in this which I'm not... They've got some house rules, which one of them is that if you can have more than a one-up save... So I think you can have immune to damage units by the looks of it, which I didn't have to spot until now, which I think yeah. is rubbish. And auto um, units and stuff like that as well. Okay. Um, basically, there's you can't alter the initiative roll. I think this has got nothing in it to stop multiple attacks either. The attacks generating attacks. Yeah, that's looking at some of the stuff. Looking at some of the lists, I think maybe Rob Perrin's got the. Yeah, it looks like he's using that. Yeah. Um, yeah, chappies. And then it doesn't really say much other than that measure to basis, basically. It's not really... There's no... There's nothing on piling in. There's nothing... There's, I mean, for me, there's quite a lot of holes in this comp in terms of... There's a lot of stuff that needs to be covered that isn't covered. Yeah. Um, but basically, there is no limit. 
other than um, keywords. So no more than four wizards and no more than three war machines. But that's it. Basically. So anything that acts like a wizard but isn't a wizard they, is, pretty, is pretty good as a result. I think yeah. they wizards a an actual like a, a lettering score of words. Yeah, so they've you, added it to some things. So like the the skull head stormcast guy, he's Lord got like Red a Red w, Yeah, he's got like a W, hasn't he? Yeah, so. he's a wizard essentially. Counts. Ah, uh, got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so some things that aren't wizards but give you spells or effects, they count. Um, yeah, they've also got summoning, so you can have a summoning pool of up to four scrolls but your actual PCK rating can't go above 16 even with your pool now we you were over my house weren't you um, yeah. and we were chatting about it because we hadn't really looked at the comp I looked at an early draft and I just wrote at a most horrend- horrendous Seraphon list I could have come up with and I just basically went back to the guys and said look there's, there's, there's problems with this I don't like it it just feels unnatural trying to manage two pools of numbers you might as well just have a cost and add up to a number because it, it's may way more intuitive. Yeah. Um, and I just said, well, to be honest, Mo, it does it almost, it's trying to do what MoComp does, but MoComp's easier to understand. And you've got a bigger range to comp things because the problem with like PCK, you've got a smaller band of numbers. So you might find that something is like a 1 1 might actually be like a 1 slash 1.8. But it, or 1.5, but it's not good enough to be a 1.2, but it's not weak enough to be a 1.1, one, one, but then you have to put it in one of those two. Yeah. So you, you, it's the same problem that MoComp has, is that, you know, a, a difference between a 1 and a 1.5 across all the armies is massive. Um, so what we should say is, well, this has been designed for playing with Grand Alliance as well. Yeah. So um, the problem I found is that some of the groups of scrolls don't have enough negative or neutral, like zero cost models. So actually, it's very hard to write a list if you want to stick to one faction. I think that's what we found when I was, because initially you weren't going, were you? And, and we were looking at Stormcast lists, and um, to take a mono Stormcast list just on its own, it was like the only thing that was putting you in sort of minus figures to allow it's you to take basically. the more powerful units were Griffins, and it's just like. You can't take really multiple Griffins unless you want to draw like a lot of money on or the you, Or you just proxy it with, yeah, with something like a rock on a base. Just yeah, it's a Griffhound. It's hiding. I could stick a stealth hound. Your wolf stick on a base. Like well, that. exactly. <clears throat> well, I almost I almost bought a box of the um, Fenrisian wolves just to say, well, they're storm, they're Griffhounds. Yeah. Because I know I don't fancy paying twenty quid a Griffhound. No, not for the custom. No. no. If oh, if people from GW are listening, can you release Griffhound separately, please? Yes, please. Please, please, please. Um, so I would say that you know it's okay. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to bang on about like rag on the comp. I mean, it's. It, I think with a lot of work, it could get. It could get there. But actually, we we found a loophole. Which well, I found a loophole. <laughs> you found a loophole that I can exploit. Which I decided not to exploit. But you are. Yeah. Okay, so what this loophole is, is that in the summoning pool that you don't deploy on the table, because it's you're playing a game which is, um, you can have grand alliances, 
you don't have to summon the units. So you could fill your summoning pool with units that give you negative PCK rating and never use them and just go, well, okay, that means I effectively get a 16 scroll and a 24 deployment. Yeah. Because I can get 8 comp for free. Yeah, because essentially they, they allow you to have an extra four, don't they, for your summoning pool? Yeah. So you just put all your negative scrolls in the summoning pool. Yeah. And then that allows all your main 16 units to be better. Yeah, they're all um, the Which nobody at your club cottoned on to at all. Um, even to the point where we made a separate WhatsApp group talking to the guys right in the comps saying, is this right? Can we do this? Yeah. And they basically said, fill your boots, you've spotted a loophole. Um, then we've not told anyone else <laughs> in the club. Um, so it's quite interesting because... Um, You've you've taken four four units of skin candlers to get your minus comp, and then stuck a slant in. Just I don't think you need to. No, I did anyway because I felt like, like by the letter of the the comp you don't need to. No, I should have just took. Yeah, you know, they not took the slant, but then I'd be losing those points of the skin candlers anyway. They'd never come on the table, would they? Yeah, so. I think that's right. If you don't <coughs> summon it, they count as lost. Yeah, so... Because you get, in the scenarios, which we'll talk about in a minute, you get kill points, which is the war scrolls you've killed. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, up to 16 is cap. Um, and then you get... Um, but it doesn't matter what you kill, whether you kill the best unit or the worst unit, it still counts. Yeah. This is another thing I don't like, is that your overcomped unit, to say this unit's worth, like, free rating, when you add up your victory points, it's only worth the same as the lowest thing in your army. Yeah. So losing your one Griffhound is the same as losing five Decimators. Mm. It's definitely nowhere near as... <laughs> no, it's yeah. way, way, way easier to kill the Griffhound. So, you know, um, it's kind of like I don't really know how that's going to work. I mean, we'll find out on the weekend because, yeah. you know, it's, it's early days yet. But there's... Um, so that's essentially how it works. Um, there isn't so, really much more to it, really, is there, for the comp? Not really. Does, does that all make sense to you, Byron? Obviously, for us, like trying to describe it and stuff. Uh, it's it, ish. <laughs> ish. There we go. We don't. I understand. You have two things, and you bounce them out, and taking crappy things, but you have more yeah. of other things. Because um, crappy things give you minus numbers, which allow you then to take things that are like you know really good. So like something could be a three, and you take a minus to allow you to take. You take a couple of minuses to then. Yeah, it's like the, that's that itself is fairly similar to the original. Well, the original uh, last South Coast's pack of bouncing pool choices. It's that type of idea. Yeah. So that makes sense. But uh, having yeah, to juggle I mean, two things at once is um, it could just be conceptually to imagine it's difficult. But the way I said to like Les, the way I'd imagine it, if you had two piles of beads, yeah. and as you add a bead to one pile. You've got you add either add a bead, don't add a bead, or take beads away on the other pile. Yep. And when you've added your sixteenth bead, you want the pile of the other beads to be sixteen. Yeah. Okay, got you. Yep. So you're basically if you and that's probably how I'm going to deploy my army. So I'm going to have two sets of gems, and as I deploy, because you actually in the comp you can have twenty four, twenty four, and as you deploy, this is the only thing that did that, that really messed with my head was how do you keep track of it as you deploy because the second pool isn't just counting up, you're counting down as well. Yeah. So it'd be quite easy to make a complete cock-up 
and deploy something and then not be able to deploy a minus thing and the thing you want the minus to use for? Well, it's... I mean, that's even possible to a degree with MoComp currently. Yes, it is, yeah. Just, just at a simple level doing basic maths, and it seems like... But at least you're just I mean, counting up. Yeah, we're talking about people here. Like, if that can be cocked up, then this one sounds like it can be cocked up even more. And people definitely can be cocked up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's some scenarios um, that they've come up with, and I think these are Christmas-themed. Yeah, yeah, I think they're supposed um, to be- isn't it, so. it is a bit of a laughers event, and to be honest, I wasn't going to go. I wrote the comp, and I'm I'm doing my Stormcast army, and I thought, well, I can take the army out, I can have a bit of a laugh, and it doesn't matter. I don't and care. actually get some practice with it. As I'm well. not, yeah, 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 exactly. I can actually see what stuff does. I'm not actually aiming to win or do well, or haven't thought about the event much. I'm just going to turn up and enjoy it. Are you aiming to take a similar list to your intended future one for Sheffield? Or wherever well, you would be taking Stormcast to. Potentially. I've got, I've written, I mean, I, I emailed you guys, didn't I, with my Storm Phalanx idea, which I'll keep yep. under wraps for now, which is going to be the army I'm going to aim to do. But what, I'll, I'll come on to my list in a minute. Um, but basically, I'm, I'm trying out one formation. Yeah. Um, which I'll, I'll talk about. But, um, in terms of scenarios, we'll do that first, because you get out of the way, really. So basically, you've got what game one is gold rings or five gold rings. Obviously, this is to do with Christmas type thing. There's basically five objectives. Um, one in the middle. You place the others. Um, you get 16 kill points, which is killing scrolls, and 16 objective points. Um, you get one um, the objective points. You get one point per gold ring captured. It starts at the end of round two, and then you get two points per gold ring at the end of round five. And then one point for killing the general. So basically, there's 16 points available, and you score at the end of round two and at the end of round five. Which I quite like this idea, actually, but it yeah. does fuck my army up a little bit, which I'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> um, and basically, you need to have a war scroll with five or more wounds re- remaining to score. So, and summoned scrolls can't count scoring in the same turn, which is why it fucks my army a little bit. Um, but the, Basically, what's good about this is characters and monsters can capture things. Yeah. Um, do you think that's inherently an issue, or do you think it's okay in this? I think that's fine because yeah. you know you just you just got. To, I don't like the fact that your guard dragon can't capture an objective. I really don't okay. enjoy that. I think, I think it's I think it's part of mo comp. It's 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 a part of the comp, but it's to encourage you to take units, but. Um, the only issue I have with it is that monsters aren't appropriately costed. But that's a different cop system. Yeah. Um, so yeah, three points to the centre point of a golden ring. Um, if you're if it's contested, nobody gets it, basically. Mm. And then it's it looks like it's a win-loss-draw system. So, so it's yeah. three for a win, one for a draw, and then nothing for a loss, I guess. Um, and your points will be the what they call goal difference um, <laughs> as the separator <laughs> and then you've got the four calling birds of gear as the next thing um, so you've got four quarters of the board basically it's it's the same but it's capture board quarters okay um, and you get five um, yeah four for each quarter 16 points so 
meh, pretty pretty boring that one. Just catches snubs over quarters, but you know it's gonna it's gonna be fine. It will work fine. You ain't um, gonna, you don't have to think too much about it. Do you? It's just catch kind of board board. So. Well, you, you don't have to think about it to about round four. So, <laughs> um, and then you've got fallout from the two turtle doves in turtle doves, turtle doves, turtle doves, turtle doves. Are they slightly slower than? Yeah, all right, I'm on my lemsip. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and I've and I'm, I've switched my brain off because I've got a few days off work and I'm just gone. Yeah, I'm stumbling in my own words. It's good for podcasting. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it looks like. Let's just see what the actual objective is. If all the player takes their first turn. One player picks one friendly unit and one enemy unit in the opposing army as antagonists. Okay, so both you have to pick a unit as an antagonist, both in your army and their army. So okay. one of them's your pick, one of them's their pick, and you've got to survive with those units. So, okay. yeah. So you pick something that's really fast moving. Well, yeah, but they pick one of your units as well, so they pick one that's easy to kill. Yeah. So... The winner is to play with the most combined points into the fifth battle round. Um, four points scored for each friendly antagonist that survives. Four points is scored for each antagonist you destroy. Um, before the first, so basically, it's, you get eight points for killing theirs and eight points for saving yours. Okay. Yeah. So you've got to keep yours alive but kill theirs. That makes so sense. It's that, okay. that sounds like a fairly interesting one in comparison to the others. I think. Yeah, I think Golden Rings is my favourite. That's the one that you're going to have to think about a little because bit. Because you like, score twice and you've got to protect your general and you get to place two of the objectives. So it's kind of before you know where you're deploying. So it's kind of, there's a lot more to think about in that one. I think that's a lot, actually quite a good scenario. I am. Um, I quite like that because it reminds me of another game that I play. <laughs> it's very reminiscent. Yeah. Les is, of course, talking about that. Let's not say that. Yeah. Um, there are <laughs> limits. Um, yeah, so that's the scenarios. So that's the boring bit out of the way. Ooh. So um, we're going to that. Fine. So should be fun. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about lists, really. Yes. So, Hopefully, people understand what we're talking about when we go through this PTK comp because I know it and I'm still confused. Well, if you don't know, you can go to Warhammer Forum, and if you go to the Sigmas thread, we'll put a link. You can go to one of the links. You've got the comp and army table, which tells you the comp and what things are costed. There's the roster and score system, which I don't get at all, which I'm not using. There's yeah. a spreadsheet for building a list, and there's the scenarios, and there's some score sheets. Um, so I think it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's early days. They're, they're both, they're all keen, aren't they? And they're, yeah. I think it's quite good that they've actually doing their own thing, because it's different. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing like everyone using exactly the same shit for things to get stagnant. We've yeah. been there at various points with previous systems or whatever. No, I think it's. I think it's good that they're actually, you know, because a lot of the guys at the club have got like the, the sort of like the the Age of Sigmar league they're doing. Yeah, they use. They're all using this comp, you know, and Sedge is like a big, big sort of like supporter of it, and you know, I think they all, they, they all really like it, and I mean that's why. For me, it was a case of like I was talking to Kieran, and me and him we're, we're going to play a game. He's like, "Why don't you just come to the the event?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why not? There's no painting scores and stuff, and it's nice to go and and push an army around that you know normally I wouldn't get to play with until it's all 
you know, base coded, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, I'll, do you want me to talk through my list, or should we talk through yours? Uh, do you want to go through yours first, and then you can sort of, like, sure. sort of give us a bit more of an insight as to why you took that, and then... Um, so basically, I, there's a formation called the Host of Azeros, and I looked at it, and I wondered, does this fit? And it basically just fits in. And the reason I would like to use this formation is because you can summon units with it. Flap, flap. And because you've got a summoning pool, you get free units, basically, of Stormcast. More Stormcast. Yeah, yeah I could summon Lizardmen, but I don't own any Lizardmen. I could play my Chaos and summon Demons, but they're not on the round basis. So I thought, well, I want to play Stormcast. I don't really want anything but Stormcast in my army. I've had to compromise slightly on that. But there you go. So let me just talk about the Host of Viziros, because this is a bit of a weird formation. Because it doesn't live in any of the books, from what I can see. It's only yeah. on the app. Yeah, that's in place I could find. It's a bugbear of mine. I don't like that. No, I'm. I'm not I want a fan. To own things physically. I'm not a fan that the fact I've got the the Stormcast Eternal book and it doesn't have the Thunderstrike Brotherhood in it. I don't understand. So that's in the actual. Yeah, I don't. Get I know it. it's in the core set, but you still should have it. If you've got the if you've got the Battle Tome, it should have. It should have all of them in. Surely. Yeah. You should. Am I smoking crack? I mean, seven quid, like whatever it is, to get have access to that stuff. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. So, what I like about the host of Azeros, okay, so, you get to use the Celestin Prime, so that's cool, because I like him. Yeah. Um, you get to use basically one of every new character, so you get Azeros, who is the lantern-winged dude. Yeah, the green lantern guy. The Vexilor, who can, is the banner that picks up a unit or drops a comet. Um, the Knight Heraldor, who's the tooty toot musician man. Yeah, the fat lad. Yeah, he's not too bad. I actually quite like him now. And then the um the Venator, who is the um the sniper bow eagle man. Yeah. And then you get four units of prosecutors, which are the angels, three units of liberators, which are the hand weapon shield dudes for people who aren't educated on Stormcast terms, and two units of judicators, which are the um range dudes. And yes. one unit of retributors, which are the double-handed hammer paladins. So, this in PCK, this comes to, I think it's something like fifteen, seventeen, or something like that. With because you, it's something like that. But basically, with the extra, because you you end up with all your pool choices spent, basically your war school choices, because yeah. you've got one, two, three, four, five. Uh, six, seven, eight, so uh, nine, and then you got so you got fourteen of your war scroll choices paid for. Yeah. So you've then got to use two to reduce your comp. So what I've got in my army is I've got a um, warrior priest. So what he does is he's minus two comp, um, and he's basically you could have a Larry or the Radiant as well or something like that because a lot of the wizards are minus two. Because I don't know why, but they some of the characters are like negative, but Alario's like really good. She's one minus two, so she would be amazing. But I didn't take her; I took the warrior priest because I thought it was more thematic. Yeah, um, and he can—he's got like three really interesting prayers. So one of them heals d three wounds on a model. What the range? other ten inches works on a three plus, 
Um, one of his spells is um, he can make the unit re-roll to wound, which is really, really good. Yeah. Um, and the other ability is... I can't remember what it does now. It's so pretty pretty rubbish, I think, or random. But anyway, he's got basically three prayers, the re-roll to wound, and the heal is basically what I've got him. Um, and he's minus two comp, so he reduces my army by two. Um, and then I've got the, um, for the summoning, I've got some summoning options. So what I've done is I've got five judicators with crossbows. Um, and I've got, um, like, uh, six more retributors. And I've got five protectors, which are the paladins with the spears. Five decimators. And, um, I've got a Lord Celestin on foot for the, for his like quirkiness now what this allows me to do is if I want to I can change my summoning pool because what the formation does is when you you can basically deep strike the whole formation apart from the two angel characters who are pretty fast anyway yeah Um, and then when you do that um, so at the beginning of the game, you can say these are in the celestial realm. You don't have to do all of them. You can do what you want. So you can split what you want and what you don't want. So in like golden rings in the second round, and you can only come down on turn two onwards. So in golden rings, you can't actually drop your unit until the second round. So you can't score. So you're going to have to keep units on the board to start the game, but you can do that. That's fine. Um, when you drop down, you could be within nine of an enemy. Can't be within more than nine inches, unless um, the lantern dudes there, obviously. Um, yeah. And then any enemy models um, within fifteen uh, halves its movement and only rolls a single dice when it charges until your hero phase. <coughs> so you could actually use um, units to slow down the enemy if you wanted to. Um, I don't know how useful that is, um, but it's potentially if you could be 15 inches away from something to drop down with like a ranged unit, you could probably shoot them. They probably won't better charge you next go because you know 15 inches when you're half moving, only charging 1d6 is quite far. Yeah. So even if you were like Karadrin, you'd be movement eight, not 16, charging d6. So your max is 14. So. <clears throat> you could literally like slow someone down with like a ranged unit and just pepper them. Like if you dropped all like four angels within fifteen, and they wouldn't probably wouldn't be able to get to you. Um. So anyway, it is it, situational. It might be useful. I don't know. But um, this is the main thing: is that after you resolve an attack with your Prime's um, Comet Strike Scepter, you can set up a Stormcast Eternal unit anywhere within 10 of that point no more than within 3 of an enemy so in my summoning pool I take 2 griffhounds because they're stormcast units they they could be summoned that gives me minus 4 comp which allows me to then take 6 retributors or 10 judicators with crossbows or 5 decimators and 5 judicators with crossbows or you can only summon 1 unit a turn but it's 24 inch range on his scepter plus 10 inches from the point of impact so that's a 34 inches to drop the unit so if you wanted to put the unit anywhere within 34 of where the prime is it's pretty good and you can drop the unit down 
and it's close to the enemy. So if you drop six retributors, they could be within three. And then, like, with your Vexilor as well, with the Banner dude, if he's already on the table at the back of the board, when you drop, you can pick a unit up and move it anyway. Um, so he's quite, he's quite useful. <coughs> so there's lots of options anyway. I mean, it, we'll see as I play with it, we'll see how it goes. It does sound like it'd be quite fun to play. I think there's a couple of things that you could sort of like catch me play with, you know. It, or not maybe catch me play, but like, I think it, how sort of, how much you can reach out and touch people. Yeah, I mean, I I was tempted to email in and say, could I change my list slightly, yeah, and add the an extra unit adjudicators with crossbows, yeah, because what they because they're one two they're quite expensive, yeah, but because the comet strike sept summons the unit in the shooting phase, okay, so when you put if you put down ten adjudicators with crossbows, they would count as not moving in the previous movement phase, okay, so you would get thirty shots. Oh. Um, which is pretty horrific. Yeah. Um, and likewise, I think the Vexilor teleport is in the hero phase. So what you could do is you could have the ten adjudicators with crossbows on the board, use the warrior priest to give them reroll to wound, pick them up with the banner and drop them next to something, and then shoot the shit out of them. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited about trying that out. So I might um, drop a note in and say, can I drop three retributors and put in six, five more adjudicators with crossbows? Yeah, because that does sound quite nasty. Because I think it'd be quite fun teleporting pew-pew men around the board. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazing. Potentially. Because um, I only thought about that today, really, when I was playing but yeah so my the deployed army it ends up 16 16 on the dot yeah and then the you um yeah then then you basically go for um your summoning pool which is you can play around with it like you could take decimators because the prime does the bravery thing yeah so when the prime comes down units within I think 12 and minus two bravery or add two to their bravery rolls, and then the decimators give you minus two bravery. Or it's one one of them does one, one does the other. Yeah, so combine that's a bravery bomb. And then if you if you teleport, if you had a unit when you come down, if you actually have the judicators with cross with bows, you can split your shooting to try and do a casual in each unit to take bravery across multiple units. Yeah, and even with the scepter that does damage. And then the unit you summon, which is the decimators, will obviously charge and do damage. So you're basically just doing damage on all fronts. And the Herald of Horn does damage if you're on train. And you literally just go, right, everything's taking a bravery test. Everything's at minus four bravery. Which which is going to kill stuff. Yeah, um, stuff's going to run off the table. If you've got like a small unit of whatever, you know, that minus four, I mean, from what little I understand of it, is going to really affect yeah. you know, some people. You know, unless you're taking like big units of stuff, but... Yeah, but even undead though. I mean, even undead like bravery ten. You're now bravery six. You've lost four models. That, that's actually kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not going to be it's not going to be game changing, but it's interesting. Um, but it gives me the option to try out all the different characters, to try out some combos, and also with the summoning with the scepter, I can try out different units situationally in the game. 
Yeah. Because the problem I have with some of the Stormcast Paladin units is they're specialised. So your protectors are specialised that killing monsters. They're very much a traditional army, aren't they? Yeah. In, in that sense. Like, traditional historical army, not traditional in Warhammer. Like, you've yeah. got these dudes who do the shooting at range. Yeah. That's pretty much all they do. These guys who do shooting close up, that's pretty much all they do. All of them have got a bit of a save and aren't awful in combat, but everything is very much honed towards a specific purpose. And then what the what units aren't like that in the army? Well, basically, the, all the vanilla dudes flavor. The vanilla dudes are like your frontline troops, and they can either be slightly choppy or slightly defensive. And it's yeah. only a very small swing either way. And then you've got your shooting dudes, which you know obviously have your range threat. But then you've got like your angels, which are basically your, they either harassment melee or harassment shooting. Mm. And they're, but they're quick. So they're almost like your skirmisher cav. Skirmish, well, they are. They're glass cannony, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're quite fragile. Um, and then you've got your paladins, which are basically your shock troops. Yeah. Um, so I quite like the imagery of the army working as a almost Roman-esque force. Yeah. I was going to say, it feels very... Those lovely round shields. Yeah. The, uh, the <laughs> yeah, I love those shields. I've got the upgrade kit, actually, and I'm really glad I did go with it in the end. It does look nice, from what you were showing me. I wish they'd um, had them available from the outset, so I didn't build the entire army without, without the upgrade shields and stuff. Well, but... now they don't have their money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. but I don't, I don't know, because they're not... I wouldn't say they're like vastly better than the standard. No, but I quite like option people want to have those, isn't it? Yeah. If they possibly it, didn't have the choice on. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think if they'd done it early on, I probably may it would have made a different decision. But you know, I'm quite happy with how the the standard shields look. I just think that my army looks with the way I'm painting them. Obviously, with them being sort of like celestial vindicators and stuff, I think they, they my army could look quite sort of vanilla with just well painted. And I, I like to have something a bit different here and there. You know, I'm just screw it off. Let's just, just scrape them off. Stick yeah. on your shields. Start again. Get your guilt on the go. Yeah, that's right. What, don't do it. Yeah, I'm already stressed out by the fact that I'm moving and everything. So. Plus, by oh, not using the uh, upgrade, you can um, you can use the core game set models without them looking weird. Yeah, that's going to be because I've had to basically buy 15 liberators, even though I've already got 10, which I won't be using. Yeah, so I could actually field 25. I I've, I don't know what's happened. I've basically ended up buying more models of Stormcast than I should ever have to. <laughs> and I still want more yeah do you know what I like the most about Stormcast every time I look at them there's just a lack of additional crappy shit that I chop off on, on other armies it's like oh look there's his armour he's got a weapon he might have one thing on his belt done mm-hmm. I really really like that when I look at the models and I think that's one of the things that makes them such a catch if you are thinking, actually, I could do this fast, or if they're a good high-concept army, like, if you're going to do one thing and push it hard, you can do that one thing on a very solid but also simple model. Yeah. So every time I look at them, I get a, like I get hobby wobbles. Because I find that a bit like Space Marines in that regard, because Space Marines are quite simple models yeah. with, like, a couple things on. I mean, you can go to town and have loads of extra shit on them, but, <laughs> but the actual, um, like, the Stormcasts themselves are quite detailed but they aren't but that's just detail in the 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 armor but it's not the like one bit got, that you paint the one color yeah you're not it's not like you've got like like random shit on them um, 
I think the, the paladin models are going to be, and the, the characters are where they come alive with all sort of like the extras or trimmed to the armor and stuff. Oh, they're um, awesome. Yeah, they're you know, so I, for me, I'm not really looking forward to painting the line troops because they're very simple, and I'm really looking forward to like getting that nice crisp edge yeah. highlight on them and stuff. So I'm really, um, I'm, the painting side of it is something I'm really excited about. Um, We're not going to talk about your painting project, are we? Um, people we'll will do it before me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we are going to do a show about it, but yeah. I might need to get a test model done first. I don't know. Oh, don't, because then they can't copy it if you've not done a tester. Yeah, but they could, because they could just copy the concept. Which is... Oh, well, they won't do very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's, I mean, the idea of my list is uses a bit of everything. What I like about it is you can decide what weapon options you're using. Like as you're deploying it, so if you wanted to use the Comet Strike banner rather than the Teleport banner, because in the Host of Zero, it's actually the Common Strike banner is actually quite useful, um, rather than the Teleport one. Yeah, uh, but you could you could mix and match. But I have got the means to do a couple of other formations. I think I can literally use every formation apart from Thunderstrike Brotherhood and the Chambers. Yeah, jump hearts through my view or. Huh? Have you got the characters for them? Yeah. Um, I haven't got the Strike Brotherhood characters because I haven't got the Lord Relictor or the Celestine or Dracoff, but I've basically got everything else. Um, but there's one formation with like the Lord Celestine in it um, and some some paladins. That's quite an interesting one. And there's one which is the the like the the Hammerstrike Brotherhood, which is the units of prosecutors with one unit of retributors. Um, which yeah. I could do that one as well. So I've got options if I want to play around, but I, I haven't really thought about that too much because I I probably will maybe do, look at that before the event because I've got a couple of days off. But at the moment, I'm just kind of going to go, yeah, I'm going to deploy this every game. Yeah. And the only thing I'm going to change is what I'm going to put in my summoning pool, depending on what I'm fighting, which is the point I was making about what I'm playing against. So if someone's got a lot of monsters, then the protectors would go in my summoning pool. Yeah. Because they're good against monsters. <laughs> and me allowing the scepter, the, the prime, to basically put them within three inches of the monster allows me to get the charge and allows me to kill the monster before they get to, you know, wherever it is on the board, basically. Yeah. Um, the other option is to take six retributors just with pure smash face. Then I've got the decimators for the bomb, or I've got the ten crossbow guys for the pew pew. Um, so, like, in, like, the last mission where you've got to kill those characters... The fact is that I can basically teleport 10 crossbowmen next to that unit or character and just kill it is going to be like a godsend. Yeah. So. You can strike, can't you almost? You know, eh? if you, turn, you can alpha strike, can't you almost? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're perfect for. Yeah. Like, Stormcasts are just such a good shock army. Um, I really like that ability to, to just get where you need to be. Um, I think they need it as well. Like, I think we, we just. Oh, definitely. Like, you know, without it, I think if you start taking away their teleport abilities, and then they just become sort of like a grindy foot slog army. Yeah. Without and Grand Alliance, definitely. They don't have access to wizards. No. Um, shit like that. I don't, I'm not sure the wizard thing's so big. Like, um, I. They've got other things that do similar stuff, but. I mean, Mystic Shield's a big thing, right? It, it isn't, it isn't. Like, in this comp it is because it stacks and you can get to one up. Yeah. But in like mode comp it doesn't stack 
and you know it's okay but it's not like the thing is what I like about Stormcast is you just go they're Mystic Shield and a unit up you just don't fight that unit yeah you come down you kill another unit and you kill the character that casts Mystic Shield and then it's their go they lose Mystic Shield and they can't cast it because they've got no wizard left or you prime it yeah exactly. that's what I mean you just <laughs> prime or, yeah, or just check the prime in and go you're at minus three save um, but there, there's plenty of ways around it I just I honestly I think like Mystic if you had that's kind of what I was tempted with taking like a Lariel or something like that because Mystic Shield in a unit but then the Castellan does that the Castellan gives you a, a, a plus one Chirama save yeah exactly with the wizard you could have plus two yeah, yeah if, if they've it. got the no stacking rule in then yeah it's useful I think for like if I was going to like Sheffield with Stormcast I would have a wizard in my Stormcast army um, and I would probably take an Empire Battle Wizard because they've got eight choices of spells um, as a useful spell, but then depends on the comp, really. You know. But hey ho. So, um, Les, what are you taking? What am I taking? Well, I'm taking Stormcast Eternals. Um, <laughs> shock. Um, shock, shock. Um, so basically, what what after me and you sort of like had our chat, didn't we, about it all? Because um, I was sort of struggling to because they did a slight update and I was struggling to get in what I wanted list wise um, beforehand because of a few choices that they did in the sort of like the Paris section. Mm. Um, so like me and Russ had a chat and Russ pointed out this um, not like Russ was slightly polled with the comp um, being that if which you take- has been confirmed they will take this out for the next edition so next, literally yeah. as of this weekend it's not legal it's not legal as of but we confirmed with the, the organisers that I, I could do it yeah. um, and basically what it is is that if you take a summoning army it gives you 20 scrolls like Russ has said um, initially um, and I've still got a power rating of 16 um, the PCK rating um, and the idea being is that I take four units of three skink handlers who are at minus two to the power rating so I'm already starting the actual, bear in mind that I have to cap out at 16, I'm at minus 8 to start. And I've not actually touched my 16 core pool choice. Um, I then take a slam um, to summon those units on the board so I don't lose the points for them. Um, but also a slam is actually not that bad in combat. Um, he, if I resilient. Yeah, if I roll the dice, because he's got that special rule um, um, at the start of the game, if I roll like the, the middle section, it gives him plus one to cast, because he's the only Seraphim wizard on the table, the only Seraphim unit on the table. And the other two don't really affect him. Um, and also, he can cast Mystic Shield and Arcane Bolt and, and Bind stuff, which I've never had, which you normally struggle to get in a Stormcast army. He's not bad in combat either. No, he's he's quite good, like you know, and he's a bit floaty, floats around the back, you know. He can sort of like support units and stuff, um, and the, the the kind of idea behind this, my list then after I you know initially put myself at that minus uh, minus seven to start with because the slam comes out of my standard like um, choices, so it puts me at like uh, fifteen and uh, minus seven was I take everything I can. That I want to take with the stormcasts and make like you know the the nastiest thing that, that I can, which is, includes you know I wanted to play with the Thunderstrike Brotherhood, I wanted to play with the Prime, um, I wanted to play with sort of like Judicators, um, and I, I think to be honest, looking at my list, it is a bit too character heavy. 
But that's a real know, temptation with the well, the moment you're playing on something that doesn't have a cap, I yeah. think that's one of the really obvious temptations of the Stormcasters and Army. Yeah. Because they've got all these little dudes that aren't monsters, so probably aren't going to be comped too highly. Yeah. All of them have got little interesting synergies and oddities about them. And those yeah. combos you can get with them, and suddenly you've got six dudes. Yeah. I mean, so, so my list top to bottom then, other than the slam and the, 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 the skink handlers, um, I've took the prime because I've kind of base coded when I want to play with it, which, and I think like, you know, Russ has already touched on how, how good the prime is in combat. You know, he comes down, he gives that minus two to your, um, your bravery. Um, he can reroll that one dice. So he's nine inches away. If you roll, all you need to do is roll a three plus on one of those dice when he charges and you change the other to a six and he goes in. Um, you know, he, he can zap people with his, um, with his scepter as well. Um, and he's obviously, he's, he's a bit of a beat stick if you keep him off the table for a couple of turns. Um, I then sort of like took the, the rest of the, the sort of characters that you need to take for a, um, the Thunderstrike Brotherhood. So I took the Celestant on Drakoff. Um, again, quite sort of beaty that goes in, he kills a lot of stuff. You can shoot that sort of like lightning bolt out of his mouth on the, the dragon. Um, I've got the the this the skullhead guy I can't say his name right ever so I've got like the um the, the sort of like the guy at the starter set and um, he obviously can put wounds back on models which is really handy you know you use him to sort of like in my head it would be if there's any sort of like protracted combat I'd be wanting him to sort of like you know put wounds back on the the sort of like the bigger models or try and get people like you know if i can get in range put the 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 prime get his wounds back up to keep him in the game or obviously because characters are now sort of like five wing characters can score under pck you know um you can sort of like get those birdmen up to five wounds if they took wounds and then they can score um i've took also um i've took the the knight vexler the bsb guy so not only have i got the thunderstrike brotherhood i've also got the the bsb guy that can teleport people around the table um i've took the the green lantern guy which obviously synergizes quite nicely with the thunderstrike brotherhood so anything with the lightning strike rule can teleport with it within three inches of ingress i think it is isn't it uh well they they can teleport anywhere within five of him yeah, but there's no restriction of how close to the enemy if you're within five of him. Yeah, other than the three inches normal thing. Yeah. So basically, so, you can you can drop units on top of your enemy rather than nine inches away. Yeah, which is quite handy. Um, also, he's quite good. He, he sort of like works really well with his brother with the bow and arrow because he gives him plus one, doesn't he? Um, or he gives well, plus one. ranged. Because yeah. you reroll one to, to hit. Yeah. So you do that, you hopefully get him within range of a character, like a key piece, and then you shoot the single shot, which re-rolls ones, and he's obviously hitting on twos and to do the extra damage. You know, yeah. so if you, you try and shoot off, like, that vampire lord that's buffing the units up, or, like, you know, um, or that character, like the dragon, because obviously it does that extra damage. I mean, yes, yeah, only round one, so it has to be at the right point in the game. Um, but I was that's... thinking about taking a Lord Master for Hand of Glory. Yeah. Because Hand of Glory on the Venator, and he can re-roll all this to hit to wounds with shooting. Yeah, that'd be pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to fit a, sort of like a Lord Master in, but it's like I got a bit sort of carried away with all these characters. Um, um, I then took uh, a Lord Castellant. Um, the reason I took him is because um, he's a War Scroll. What, he only costs one War Scroll, and he costs zero under the power rating. Um, yeah. Which, 
you know, I actually found him quite good. He's quite grindy in the games I played with him, like previous to sort of like I'm a bit of a breather. Uh, and also that combines really well with sort of the the Mystic Shield. So he gives, you know, you can use his command ability, get them plus one to their armor, and uh, Mystic Shield them. So get that, you know, it gives you that that extra one. I mean, he doesn't want to fight Retributors with, you know, Mystic Shield and, you know, the plus one armor on. Yeah. Um, following on nicely, um, I've took six Retributors, um, which are the double-handed hammer guys. Why uh, that number? Um, because they score, they're, they you buy them in threes under PCK as opposed to buying them in fives. Cool. So that was the only reason I'd, I'd, I've done that. Um, yeah, it does wind me up when the others are in fives. Yeah. I think they should be scored similarly, you know, if that makes yeah, sense. You can put them oh, all into groups of three. Yeah. Or down. I mean, I've got, I've only got six models anyway, so that's why I took six. Um, obviously, I'm filling out the, the Thunderstrike Brotherhood sort of like requirements then as well. Um, I've took three prosecutors, um, and I'm going to be taking two lots with me. I'm going to take the javelin guys that I'm building at the moment, and I'm also going to take the hammer guys because it doesn't matter which you deploy. It doesn't say, does it? You just yeah. put them on the table. Um, dependent on the game obviously I think the javelin guys doing that double damage at 9 inch range is really good you know I mean yeah it's only one shot but I think it can be quite handy if you can get into the right units yeah I've got I've got both so yeah. I'm I've got a mixture but I'm not sure which is better I'll, I'll, that's kind of the aim of the weekend for me yeah I think it'd be quite fun to play with as well you know I've got the trident on it because I like the model you know I don't know what the trident rule does but I've just assembled it with the trident so you, you would definitely take the trident Okay, that's all right then. Because it's basically, it's just a better version of the javelin. That's cool. Oh, it's a nice model. I like the Trident idea anyway. But um, So yeah, I've got then um, two units of Liberators. Um, I've got different models. Like I've got 20 assembled, you know, with various upgrades, be it like the double-handed sword or the double-handed hammer. So, you know, a sword and shield and hammer and shield. So, you know, I think they even themselves out. It's just down to what you prefer looks-wise, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think it depends on, like, what you can buff to hit or to wound. Yeah. Because if you take the swords, you're hitting on threes. With Lelo the Tyrants, that could be twos. Yeah. If you have a way to get them plus one to hit, um, then they're going to be hitting automatically in PCK. Yeah. Um, but they wound on a four. Whereas what you can do, if you can, like, my warrior priest allows me to re-roll to wound. Yeah. So I, I favour the swords because... That that gives me the okay, so I hit easy, but I can you know I can wound with a reroll. Whereas I the mean, hammers are the opposite way round, so they hit on like a four, uh, three and then wound on a three, so they're the opposite. But basically, there is there is no difference whatsoever in odds, unless your um, the only that, difference is if what you can buff basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the sword models, to be honest. I do as well. That's what I got. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I like the sword models. I think they're, they're, they're really posable, especially, like, um, the actual, like, the official kit and stuff. I really like them. Um, I've then took um, five five protectors, which are the, the spear guys, because I've played with them once, and they cut the head off your blood first, didn't they, Russ? Yep. Um, I think they're really good. Um, really love the models as well. So, again, it's what this is essentially what I've got assembled. Yeah, I um, think they're really good. And yeah. they got reach. Yeah, Again, reach. I've got so like, much reach. I've got like the, the 
essentially I've got two sort of units here that sort of dish out the damage, the retributors or the protectors. You know, I can sort of like make an uber unit of retributors by mystic shielding and sort of like giving it the plus one with the Castellan, um, you know, and they can sort of go in and like batter stuff. Um, again, the protectors can go in and kill those, you know, fire that big shot with the the venerator or whatever it's called the venator um, into a dragon model or like a malekith or a kaladin or whatever it is and then try and take him out with the prosecutors after you drop him down nearby i don't know whether it work i've never played enough games to know the odds or whatever like that but that in that's my theory behind it if that makes sense yeah you mean quadrant quadrant yeah like or kaladin that's off that's uh Fucking yeah, Stormcast Arc. That's, that's the, the Brandon Sanderson book, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm not saying Japanese or Chinese names at the moment. Uh, <laughs> the, um, but yeah, like, and that's my idea, like, you know, I think there's, there's gonna be some big characters on the table, like, you know, I imagine sort of like, no, it's seeing what some of the guys at the club will be taking, I imagine sort of like, Bilal will be taking like a Durfi or, or someone will, um, cause Durfi's quite like, quite heavy here, you know, and with the extra reach that those protectors can do. It, well, the lists are up, aren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, can have a look and see. You've got Lord Croak. Yeah. With a, a horrific Lizardman army. Which, yeah. Oh, just. It's it horrible, that army. It is horrific, that Lizardman army. Two two Bastilladons with solar engines, two it's a rippers, two priests, twenty temple guard and the BSB with the extra range spell. Yeah. And then randomly two jungle swarms to get the comp down. Yeah. <laughs> um, which actually you can't take jungle jungle swarms aren't in the Seraphon book, are they apparently? Uh not anymore. No, they're in the PDF. Yeah. Which, which you can't... I don't think you can get hold of. They are oh no, you can get them on the app actually. If you go to the app, they're still on the app. Are they? Okay. Um yeah, and just to round out the list, I've got two units of five Judicators, which are the, the shooty-shooty guys. Mm. So, I mean, again, I think I'm a bit thin on bodies on the ground, but I think it'd be it'd be fun to play with. I'm not really expecting to do a lot at this event, to be honest. I know sort of um, a couple of the guys at the War Chiefs have been sort of like baiting me to see if I can do quite well, but I, I don't think I will because I'm fucking... Don't, I haven't thought about the game. I haven't no. thought about the game. I've thought about the list a little bit and I've only really sort of thought about the list after listening to like you know having a conversation with you about it Russ and you telling me what how you think they work on the table and then I've sort of like looked at it a little bit and went oh you know that makes sense what Russ is saying this is kind of how I'd you know apply it really but you know I mean what do you guys think I mean I'd love to uh, love to fit like a a Celestant in because I think that extra to hit with his command ability is really good but yeah, it is. It's just not so good if you've got to run him across the table. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what, what do you guys think then about the, the my list? Do you think? I mean, I know you've already sort of commented that you think it's probably a bit low on bodies, rest didn't you? So, I think it's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got the option to take whatever. You still got a fair amount of men on there. I mean, yeah. I just think having to take the prime and the Drakov guy is hurting you. Yeah. Um, yeah, look pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it works, it's not pain. I think that's the only problem with the Thunderstrike Brotherhood. Is you've got to take a lot of units you don't really want to take. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't want to take the Celestor or Drakov, I wouldn't really want to take the Relector. Um no. Liberators and Judicate well, Liberators, yeah, it's fine. Retributes are fine, it's just the two characters really. Yeah. Um that's why I went with the host of Xeros, because I just thought it's and my summoning pool, I can actually do things with it, rather than it just being a way to give me more men. 
Yeah, I mean, I could have took some other bits for the summoning pulpit and I made it a bit more, you know, Yeah, fancy. but you, you can't summon Stormcast units unless you've got that host of Zeros. Yeah. Because the only way to get them on the table. Yeah, I think the, the, the host of Zeros is quite good. Because I, you know, I was talking to Kieran about sort of like the different formations and stuff that you can take. Unless you could have some of your formation in your summoning pool. Because technically they're deep striking, but no, because you deploy them, don't you? Because it says you deploy them in the celestial realm, so I don't know. I, I doubt you could do that, but that's that's a comp question. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a lot of order players going to this event, isn't there? Yeah. So we've got Balau's taking high elves, and it looks like he's gone full on pew pew. Yeah. Because he's got two bolt throwers, five sisters, twenty shadow warriors, twenty archers, and Alephanar. So that's a pretty yeah. horrific yeah. shooting phase. Um, but then he's also got Kradrin on a Frost Phoenix, 20 Phoenix God, 20 Dragon Princes, and a High Elf on a Dragon. How on earth has he fitted that in? Yeah, I know. It's, like I say, it's, it's that, a that, lot. That's, that's retarded, I think. He, I that's think. his 24, 21, so he can't put all that on the table, but. Yeah. That's too many options. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. It's really, really strong, because it's not, like, a, it's. A shotgun. The problem is a lot of armies have got characters give you minuses, whereas the Stormcast don't, they just give you zeros. Yeah. So like the Sea Helm's minus one, the Lawmaster's minus one, and Ariel's minus two, which is no way near being minus two. Um, a lot of stuff's zero, like Shadow Warriors are zero. Alright. They okay. shouldn't be. And Bolt Throwers are one zero, which they really shouldn't be. So as soon as you do that, you, you end up with, you know, I mean, he hasn't even used 24 PCK scores, he's only used 21. That just shows you how how that's not a problem. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's let's say there is this comp's not perfect. Um, and you've got um, Tom Hale is using dwarfs, um, and he again hasn't gone anywhere near the PCK cap. He's on twenty four twenty. Yeah. And he's got like Belagar, Iron Hammer, Dwarf Lord on Shield Bearers, Forek, Iron Brawl. Craggy, Rune Lord, Grim Burloxon, 20 Hammers, 40 Longbids, 40 Quarrels, 2 Cannons, Grudgefer, and 59 Drakes. Yeah. Which is pretty horrific. They've got, um. I don't know if any of that does. Um, no. Longbids are good. Yeah. Iron Drakes are good. Cannons are good. Characters are good. Belagar's actually pretty good. Then you've got Kryadrin on a Frost, Frostspire. I think that's meant to say Frostheart. Anointed yeah. on a Flame Spire, 20 Phoenix Guard, 5 Reavers, 5 Reavers, Lawmaster, Tyrion, Technus, a, a Druidin Flame Cannon, a Flame Cannon and an Engineer of a Handgun. And that's, that's his deployed, he hasn't got, he hasn't actually done a, a pool of extras, that's just what he's gonna deploy every game. Tyrion and Technus, wow. Teamy. Mm. Yeah, with dwarfs, cannons and support. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dwarves and elves, yeah. in arms again. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, they're, they're best mates, aren't they? They just can't imagine that they were friends. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a thought about it. Oh yeah, we're mates. It's fine. And then you've got your, um, you've got Carl's list. So he's got a Lord Celestin, uh, nine retributors, five protectors, Volkmar on War Altar, an Empire Battle Wizard, a Lawmaster at Hoeth. Six demigriffs, five knights, twenty flagellants, and Volton. Um, I look, well, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I think the um, there's some there's something about the the moral to being broken, from what I imagine. I can't remember. There's something to do with the war water. I think car gets auto hits or something. I can remember. It's like. very stupid. There's some there's some mechanic. I haven't actually looked at it. Um, which I probably should do before the weekend. <laughs> um, Especially because Carl's the man to beat, I imagine, with his oh, is he? second at Bjorn now. Well, I don't want to say that to his face. He'd get, go to his head. <laughs> so you'd never say that at Bjorn, would you? No, no. Carl the man to beat. You can't really look at fucking um, Bjorn. It was like, it was a bit Tim Pot, wasn't it? I mean, the only decent players weren't actually playing. Um, Didn't Sedgko. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't fucking say that because you'll just blow my phone up with like texts and stuff I know I listen I'm really upset no we love you Sedgy um, we love you Sedgy he, he did come third who won it uh, I don't know Darren oh yeah Darren it was his Vinci filthiness um yeah so I'm really not sure what it does but um there's some I guess there's some Battle prayer that you can do. Well, you wrote the um, company, so yeah. Battle prayer. Um, until next hero phase, you could reroll failed hit rolls in the combat phase. So you roll to hit sounds like um, pretty good. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, hey ho. Um, yeah, so he's got that. Then you've got um, uh, <laughs> you've actually got a another order army. Lord Celestin on Drakov, Lord Celestin, Lord Castle, Knight Heraldor, Knight Vexor, Knight Venator, a Griffhound, Durfu. That's Dan Muller, isn't it? Yeah. Five Judicators, five Decimators, three Retributors, a Rune Lord, ten Hammerers, Belagar Ironhammer, Empire General on Griffin, five Temple Guard, a Dark Elf Sorceress, two Bolt Throwers and a Dwarf Bolt Thrower. It's random as fuck. Like, I'm gonna have one of every army. Um, it sounds like he's probably just gone. This is the best shit. Um, when you got no, James, I, I, I never would have thought that I'd see Dan winning more hour games, but like you know, he's. he's I don't bit... know. It seems a bit random to be honest. It's not very focused. Um, then you've got James playing Chaos, twenty-five Blight Kings. Wow. Um, five War Scrolls, fifteen PCK rating. <laughs> um, Festus. Yeah. A Nurgle Chaos Sorcerer, a Plague Priest, a Plague Claw, Plague Claw Catapult, yeah. ten Plague Bearers, five Plague Monks, five Plague Monks, a Nurgle Lord, ten Warriors of Chaos, a Blighted Warband Formation. Mm. I didn't know you had to put your formations in there. I yeah, put mine hey, in. it's a comfort, isn't it? Yeah, but I just, when you deploy it, I don't think you have to actually put it in your army list. Oh, okay. I did. But... Oh, I didn't. I might have to email him. Yeah. A Glockkin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Blowab Rot spawned. Ten Plague Monks and two Chaos spawns. Oh. All the plagues. Yeah, it's nergly. I like it. That unit's big. 25 Blight Kings. Yeah. How do you kill 25 Blight Kings? Uh, 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 would you deploy it as one unit? I suppose you could. I'd do it in a big line and just walk it towards the enemy. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? You just, you're one unit. Okay, so your one unit can go first, because it's your turn. Okay. I'll attack everything. And now I'll <laughs> That's kind of, that, I do like big units for that. I was tempted to take like 15, um, liberators in one unit. I think there's, there's definitely a place for big units, especially with objectives and some other shit going on. 
Yeah, and also if you can buff a unit, if it's one big unit, you get more yep. benefit. Unless you think that's two turns and you only buffed one thing, but you only have one thing, then you did alright. Yeah. And then you've got um, Jamie's playing Skaven. Um, uh, Skaven Warlord, Gracier, Engineer, Engineer, Deathmaster Snitch, Beast, uh, BSB, Packmaster. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Skaven Chieftain, Battlestand the Bearer, a Packmaster, a Rattling Gun, Poison Wind Team, a Warp Fire Team, a Warp Lightning Cannon, 30 Clam Rats, 10 Storm Vermin, 10 Storm Vermin, 20 Plague Monks, a Hellpit Abomination, 4 Rat Ogres. So his PCK rating for his whole army is 5. What? <laughs> That's amazing. His army is 5, but he's got 24 scrolls. He's probably just thinking, I'm going to have my models and I deploy whatever I want. I'd have to count up the second pool. I, that sounds like a really sensible idea to me. <laughs> I suppose. Um, then you've got this guy playing Death who he hasn't got a, sub, a side pool. He's just got 16-16, which is weird because when he's playing Death, you think he might have a summoning pool. Uh, 40 Crypt Ghouls. A Ghoul King, Necromancer, a White King, a Terror Geist, 30 Skeletons, 3 Cryptos, and a Zombie Dragon. Which doesn't sound like a lot. No. Why is it that... The High Elf Army is massive compared to that. The Undead get hit hard in every competition. I've got no idea. Um, Why did people... Is it just because the initial Crypt Horrors and then... I I just think... Well, they're just overcomped, aren't they? They just generally are overcomped. Um... And then you've got uh, Marcus Crowley, Arkan the Black, Ghoul King on Terror Geist, Ghoul King, Three Crypt Horrors, Ten Ghouls, Ten Ghouls, Ten Ghouls, The Carnal Pit, Necro Sphinx, A Vargulf, Two Bat Swarms, Two Banshees, A Karen Wraith, Twenty Archers, Twenty Warriors, and Three Spirit Hosts. That's a 24-20, that one. Obviously, he's got eight more pools in there, because he's, he's gone for the sideboard. Um, then you've got Rob Perry, and it looks like he's doing some sort of horrible attack thing etc White King Battle Standard 10 Zombie 10 Zombie 6 Spirit Host a Mounted Lich Priest Necro Sphinx War Sphinx 2 more Lich Priests you've got 3 Lich 4 Lich Priests Lich Priests for Smiting yeah uh, 10 Zombies 10 Zombies 20 Blood Knights <laughs> 20 Blood Knights <laughs> oh <Wow>. my god <laughs> Oh, wow. I hope they're the real models, they're not, are they? Phil. A war sphinx and two scorpions. That sounds like that's a lot. Yeah, there's definitely some holes in this comp. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go, my first, like, fucking... We're going to get battered, aren't we? I'm going to go there and I'm going to be like, this is a fucking shit game. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't judge your AOS tournament experience on this weekend, <laughs> please. It's gonna happen, man. We go down, I'm gonna literally just finish and go like, I fucking hate this game, I'm gonna go back to rolling die twenties. I'm good at that. You're not good at it, you just played loads of chumps. Oh, alright, alright. We, we, you know where we all finished, we went to the other one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there we go. Um, and then you've got a destruction army. Tyrant with a pistol, bruiser, butcher butcher, six morphags, six man eaters, six iron guts. Savage orc shaman, night goblin shaman, night goblin fanatic. That is tiny. And a saber tusk. That's a tiny army. Like that's minuscule compared to the others. 
That's he's actually only strange got discrepancies 18 here. men on his on the board, like 18 really? unit men. Respect. That's uh, that's even less than the original Ogramis could get. I think <laughs> at 2,000 points. <laughs> Yeah. The thing that I'm looking at is that I'm sat there going, like, I don't know what any of this does. I'm not going to read any of the war scrolls before I go. I'm just going to assume that everything that seems like it's hard is hard. Yeah. So, you know, so 20 Blood Knights, they're going to be pretty hard. More than fine. They were hard in 8th. They'll probably be hard 20, in 20 Blood Knights. Blood Knights are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're really, really good. Um,. Quite easy to get them a one-up save, to be honest. Especially when you've got four lich priests. Yeah, twenty blood lights, four lich priests all mounted. Just buff the crap out of them. There you go. We'll see. I'm quite interested to see what people do. Um, uh, it'll probably highlight to the guys that their comp needs a bit of an overhaul, but we'll see. Um, but I'm just excited to go and play with my men. You know, let's get them on the table. I think it'll be good for you because. The Stormcasts are a really complicated army to build a list for, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't feel like it does with my elves, where I definitely knew what I would have wanted if I could have had the choice mm. uh, post-Blood and Glory. But writing lists now, there's just all these different things I want to try, all these different places you could go. You could go Pew Pew, you could go Mixed Arms, you could go All Resilience, All Offense... Uh, all dynamic or actually fairly static and stoic. There's so many different ways you could go, and I think actually just going and seeing what they go like in person against a variety of, uh, albeit slightly strange armies, is a really good way to find out. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what I like about the the, the game in general, but especially the Stormcast, is they're just you can take a bit of everything and be a generalist army, or you can specialise. And and you can take your characters in a combo to do a trick if you need to, or in a formation, or you can just go, well, I'm not going to do that, I'm just going to take good things, and I'm going to take one of each, you know, unit of paladins. One's good against monsters, one's good against lots of infantry, one's good against, um, you know, just everything in general. But um, you just think, but it's got its weaknesses, and you just think, well, what am I going to... How do I mitigate this? What am I going to play against if I'm going to take... One of each, and I'm going to say, well, it comes down to do I put them in the right position on the board, which is what I like. It, it comes down to positioning. Um, and there's some, I think there's some funky stuff with positioning in terms of, I mean, yeah, you, you've already you've already got it uh, from your little diagram, you, but it's not your positioning necessarily in respect to your opponent's units. Even it's no. actual physical, how, how your units are actually deployed and lined up and. Like an actual phalanx, or oh, yeah. uh, a shield wall, or all these things that feel. I, I mean, you guys know my opinion of historic gaming in general, but uh, I'll like. You love I'll it. Yes, my favorite phase thing apps. Um, get totes emotion about it. I just love it. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so the the parts that would be the only things that would interest me that I don't think a lot of those games manage to do properly is. Just how cool it is when you see how a Roman army would have looked with a block of dudes making a little turtle, um, pikemen with archers behind them and all this stuff going on. And you can kind of touch on that with, with how the army is laid out, which I just think is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I think it reminds me a lot of when I was playing Lord of the Rings. And I was playing, you know, like your your guys with the higher defense, with the guys with the spears behind and 
you had your berserker shock troops that would come out from the edges and go in, and then you had your bowmen hid behind the like behind the guard the the, the two deep guys. You had like the front guys with hand weapons, the second rank with spears, bowmen's in the third rank. Then you had more pikemen in the third rank and bowmen behind them. And then you had you know your characters in certain positions to buff certain units with your banner, and it was all about where your men were stood in relation to each other as you move forward or move round the board or, or attacked things and I quite like that. Um and you can do that in Age of Sigma, but it's not quite as faffy because they're not all individual models. Unless you got a horde in which case, good luck to you. <laughs> You're fucked. I'm sorry yeah. for your loss. Yeah what I mean is they're not they work as a unit as opposed to each man as individual. Yes. Because in Lord of the Rings it was like I roll a dice, you roll a dice. I roll a dice, you roll a dice. Oh, oh my god. And dear. it was like every, it wasn't like, I've got ten guys, they're all gonna have to roll a dice each, and I'm gonna try to One and one and one and one and one and one and yeah, one. Yeah, and then things would, I won the fight, you go back an inch. You win the fight, I go back an inch, or you go back an inch, and then things like pinballing around the board, and it just got really like faffy. Um, it wasn't really a mass battle game, although they tried to, kind of make it one. War of the Ring was a good system, but it just was too late, I think. It should have come out when um, Return of the King was out. It would have been massive, I think. But anyway. Right, it's quite fun. What, War of the Rings? Yeah. It was all right, because you didn't have to think too hard, but then it just got really grindy, like ridiculously grindy. Everyone facing off trying to roll sixes at each other. Yeah, basically. Because you had to roll, beat them on a opposed dice roll, and then roll a six. Okay. So you're basically doing that across 50 models every turn. Nurgle on Nurgle. And then it's like, what, uh, how many times have we done this? Is anyone winning? Uh, what are we doing again? Um, there we are. Yeah, there was no turn cap, really. So um, it got a bit... It was all right. I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I played it a bit, but it worked really well when you played the scenarios. Um, if you just tried to play like a normal battle game, it was a bit boring. Uh, do you think that's what like obviously you look at the Age of Sigma stuff and I was talking to someone at um, a workshop the other day like how he feels that he doesn't play with any of the comp that is out there because he feels that the the scenarios that they're, the studio are releasing are, are balancing the game and how the game is meant to I, be played. I think the scenarios are good for a story but I don't, wouldn't say they're balanced no they're not balanced how on earth would they balance the game if you've got 20 dragons and like 50 storm vermin against 100 goblins. The scenarios are fine if you're going, well, what are we playing? We're going to do this historical fight. I'm going to use this. Or if you're using that, I'll use this. Okay, but I think that might be a bit too good. Do you want to just take that away? Yeah, okay, I kind of see your point. But I want to use this model. All right, I'll put this in. All right, we're balanced. That's, That's fine. But obviously from a, I don't know you, let's have a game. It's not necessarily great. You just yeah, no, want to get there's on no with it. level playing field for people. You could get one person who likes tight competitive but still friendly games turning up against someone who thinks that that makes them a bad sport or or anything like yeah. that. And they could be people who, if they'd agreed on a common ground before the game, could have a fantastic game and might have a bad experience because they didn't. Yeah, I've got a I've got a bit of a funny story about this actually. It's sort of semi related, and it? it goes back to like 40k second edition. Okay. Um. Now, I used to, when I was working for um, another miniatures company, the painter there was XGW, um, and he doesn't really play the games. He's a painter. That's what he does. He paints models, single models, goes to competitions. That's his hobby. 
but he got into the game for second edition, 40k. Yeah. And he got the books, and he started reading the books, and he took the most horrendous, broken, Eldar, Vortex Grenade, Shenanigan army he could, he could write, turned up to a club, and he got loads of abuse, and he just was like, but I don't understand. The rules say I can do this. So what's the so problem? What's the problem? Because it's that whole thing. He's like, well, I've got the restrictions, but it's like he doesn't know that like weird no, stigma attached to yeah, like what is the etiquette? Because he just thought, well, I can take this stuff. I'll take the best things that I think's good, and he nailed it in terms of he nailed the best thing. I mean, obviously back then there wasn't really the internet to give you the net list or anything. It's just he just read the books and come up with what he thought was the best list, and. um yeah, it's kind of an interesting one because it's like you know, different different people have different ideas of what's acceptable, and I think that's the sort of the issue I have with AOS. It can alienate people if you've got two people with different views. It can go completely both ways. You could get yeah. someone walking in and thinking like, "Oh, this is a absolutely bumbly beer pretzels game with no complexity whatsoever. I don't want to play it because you just walk into a room of people who are playing armies that are kind of like the ones from the starter set, where you run into the middle of the table and scrap." potentially uh, it could go entirely the wrong way because someone who does want a really chilled out game walks in and sees a load of people with the best things they could possibly think of spread across in orders uh, in orders case like eight different armies looking entirely incoherent and just like pick the filthiest thing you possibly can um, and both of them look very very different even though they're using the same core rule set yeah but I kind of think the, the army restrictions makes the game interesting. Um, because you can have everything, you've got it's not limits. Fun. Yeah, exactly. You, you, but then things become a decision. Like, do I take this or do I take that? Can I have this? If I have this, I can't have that. So, what, what am I, what, what is the environment I'm going into? I'm going into this environment. I need to consider these five scenarios. How do I get the units to do those scenarios? Well, I can't quite get everything I want. So I have to compromise and make a decision. Do I take the prime, knowing he's really good, but if I take the prime, he can't capture objectives, and this means I've got less scoring units. It's that kind of thing, which, yeah. as Wargamer, I like. Now, that's not for everyone. I'm talking from a competitive gaming point of view. But the point is, we've we've got that in these comp systems, so I think it's fine. Um, I wish... GW would do an event and release a GW pack. They have actually um, released an event which was it's free. I think it's actually this weekend in Warmer World. And it's a campaign and they've actually got rest- army restrictions um, which I don't oh. know if you've seen where it's basically Dang. you can have up to 30 wounds or something or so many wounds. Um, but anyway, there's, there's a, a start, isn't it? There's a restriction and you can have and they've got all these themed like snow wizards Okay. And there's all these random scenarios to do with like the Yetis and stuff. It looks really fun. Like I would love to go, but it's a bit of a drive, and it clashes with this event. Yeah. So, but it's free as well, so it's not you have to pay. Just turn up. Um, which I think is pretty cool. Like it's way more structured than the one they charge people to go and attend, which I thought was a bit weird. But maybe it's they in their realized... of their ways after <laughs> the dropout rate. Yeah, I think maybe they realised actually we need to just grow the game. It doesn't cost us anything to have people in the venue. 
if people are in the venue playing games, they're generating excitement, they're buying product, they're buying food in the bar. That's the kind of thing that, for me, I think they should be doing more of. Because that's um, if you're going to Warhammer World, you're coming away with stuff, aren't you? Yeah, and if you're walking into Warhammer World as just a passerby, you go, because if people do that, they go oh, in the area, I'll go to Warhammer, but you go in there, and there's loads of people playing like this ice-themed campaign on beautiful tables, you're just going to think, wow, I, I can't wait to get I'm my buy some next bears. time. Yeah. <laughs> I better buy some Yetis. Um, find cast abominations. <laughs> 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 Literally. Um, no, but I, I actually like the Etsy models. But anyway, um, I think that I think that's really cool. Yeah. You know, what, why Why wouldn't you want to do that? That to me sounds amazing. Um. So I, I think like stuff like that. If you have different events going on, it's pretty good. So, um, yeah. Should be the start um, of so, some interesting things to come. Trials of Oregon campaign day, Saturday 19th of December, 10 till 5, Warhammer World. So, there you go. Cost is free. Crazy. Why not go? I mean, like I said, if we were... Money-grabbing bastards. Yeah, damn them. Damn their eyes. Um, But it's cool. So, it says up to 30 models of your choice. Only one model can be a monster. Uh, You may not take any wizards. How many primes can you fit? (laughs) Thirty primes. If you if you want to if you want to spend like oh your table like your table would look good. one and I mean, a half grand on primes they fill your boots. How amazing would that be? I you literally just get on like turn three and you just get you've got the touch on <laughs> and you just go. I'm just gonna drop my whole army on you. No, you can't anyway because prime is a um they're one only. Yeah, one only. Isn't it? It's actually in the book. Oh, it is. But it would be amazing. You could still turn up with uh, 30 Venators. 30, pew pew! 30 Dracoff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dudes. It's not very theme though, is it? Blazing Teriyaki Boys. You're not going to get the most sporting opponent award. You can have snow on the hats. If you, mm. I'm, let's say, it's a DW tournament. If you turned up wearing a suit of armour drunk, you'd get best sports, no matter what you're playing. Yeah. But I, I think this looks really fun. Agreed. Like you get uh, most sporting opponent. The Mage of Legend, the person with the best painted Ice Age model, because you get a choice of mage. Okay. So there's like character mages, so you have to paint up the model, but you can take any of them. Like, do I actually, there's one stat line for the mage, and you can model it out of anything. You just gotta paint it in a snow theme. Okay. And there's some examples at the back, so it's quite cool. Like, it's all on the, I mean, obviously by the time the show's out, it probably would have been and gone and done, but I, I would really love to go. Sounds um, really positive. I think this is definitely a step in the right direction, so I good commend plans. you, Games Workshop, for this, because this is, actually sounds good, um, as opposed to the previous. Um, but you don't like the idea of a load of people... Just turn up and play. Just turn up and play. 30 Archeons running around, screaming, not making eye contact with their opponent, or making eye contact with their opponent... Uh, the guy who turns on up with his bits boxed up to bases with brown ink on it going... Here's my uh, undead summoning zombie horde made out of my bits box with my nagash. Just die. Just go away and die in a corner somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think this is um, this is really good. But I I mean actually for the GTs, 
I I love that. Like really rip your face off top competitive like uh, event. I love the GTs. They were amazing. Really running a Swiss system. Yeah, running a Swiss system, having heats and a final and you knew exactly the environment you were going into. It was completely broken. Um but you knew that. So you went into that going Fine once a year. I know what this is about. I know that it's silly and I know that it's you know, it's going to be really fun because um, you're going to see some horrific things on the table. And I love those events. Like, yes, you had armies where everyone was taking the same list. You had, like, Kairos ruling the day. Then you had Forrick was a thing until they FAQ'd the re-roll. And, but they make good stories. And I don't know. I I just enjoyed it. I still have fond memories of my time at Warmer World. And I haven't been there for years. Well, I can't remember. I think I've been to Warhammer World for about eight years. There's that <laughs> amazing yeah. Space Marine display that you can walk around that's over three stories or whatever that I would, I'd like to go and see. Yeah. I've not seen in, that. In, seriously, in the new year, we should have a Face Hammer Day where all four of us go up there, book a travel. We should do that, shouldn't we? Like play some games. That'd be really good. And get for that. Like, some beers and stuff. And maybe we should try and like get get other listeners. To get listeners well. down, and we can have like a. They, I don't know how it works. I might have to email them. Do they have to like book tables or something? Or I don't pay? think so. I think you just turn up and assume that there'll be space there. I think you can book. As long as there's not an event. I think yeah. you can sort of like you know they like you know we're coming down. Can we book like three or four tables? They better so, listen to me. I could just turn up, be really arrogant. Go, Do you know how much I spend with you every day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you know who I am? <laughs> Do you? Let me tell you. I am a competitor technically, but I still buy from you. <laughs> Not a competitor, is he? Do you have any idea how many Age of Sigma box sets we've sold? More than you. <laughs> Doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of um, stuff, I got my. I slipped and I got the Archeon book. Of course you did. Yeah. When and you... I got my sack. My gift sack. How's it? How's it smells really bad. It smells fucking. Oh. It smells like oil. It smells horrific. It smells like unwashed nerd. No, <laughs> no. It, it smells like an oil Which slick. It's like just <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, it will air out. But um, it's that's cool. the tears of all the ninth ages. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my Age of Sigma sack to the Firestorm Falls event, and I'm gonna I'm gonna basically put the sack over someone's head and shoulders and then drag them into the Age of Sigmar game and basically make them my wife. Well, when when Sue kicks off, what you should do we is just should put sack him. over his head and then we can beat him with like... No, beat him with combat gauges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll that? be I mean, like the, the, uh, the scene out of like Full Metal Jacket. We'll get we'll, we'll pin him down with sacks and then we'll just get our combat gauges out and whip him. Yeah, or get the rangefinder. Oh, the rangefinder. But... The rangefinder in a sock. To be honest, yeah. if we did that, we'd probably kill someone. Because <laughs> it is like a solid rock. It'd be the most precise killing measurement known to man. <laughs> when bitter conflict breaks out, be the uh, be the admiration of all of your companions in the old world with your combat gauge in a sock. <laughs> <laughs> you should sell Age of Sigma rangefinder socks. Yeah. Do they have to smell of oil and industry yes, as well? smell of oil and tears. Fantastic. Tears uh, But, yeah, so we're going to go to that event, and we'll do a little report about it. 
and talk about what we have we got on. Tie that in with uh, a bit of a, a hobby show to see where we're at, because it might be that you've changed your mind about what you're going to take. Or yeah, I'll, I'll just be selling the Stormcast army, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't need any anymore. I've, I've bought everything. Yeah, you'll be fine. You wait until you need fourteen Griffhounds, Russ. Eh? You wait until you need your fourteen Griffhounds. No, I don't. So, if any listeners have got a Castellan that they don't want the Griffhound for, um, send it in to me, not Russ. (laughs) That's fine. As long as you keep playing the game, mate, you can have it. Just, just don't, don't like do your usual and go. I'm playing. The guys from Chatham are winding me up, so I'm going to rage quit. No, I'll just start throwing Edbert's when I instead. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I'm joking. You give it all that, it's you fine. don't. I mean, even that guy you scared from Pigmar. <laughs> what guy you scared from Pigmar? When we did that team event, you, you was got he from all Larry with that, that guy. Oh no, he wasn't, was it? It was that the dude know. from, um, uh, from Down Plymouth Way, wasn't it? But you got really like, Larry. I never got Larry. He was being you a did, you got well Larry. He was being a knob and I confronted him about him being a knob. <laughs> By being a knob. Yeah. It's so like you out knobbed him. Is if someone wants to be a knob, I can prove that I'm the bigger balland in the room. I think we, we mostly know that. Yeah. Well, yours is on show more than everyone else's, isn't it? Yeah, it's on my head. <laughs> it's got no <laughs> sheath. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can still see me. You're going to get me at least to another three events because I've paid for them. Yeah. And I'm Jewish and I don't like wasting money. He's admitted it. I'm not Jewish. You do, you can't take it back. The Tixie Baxies. Um. Triple Stampsies, no raises. It's not a problem. Why, why do you think it's a problem? You're ashamed of your heritage. I am, yeah. <laughs> you, shouldn't sake. Her- you shouldn't be ashamed of that heritage. I've got to edit this out. I know, yeah. You should be, you should be ashamed that you come from the forest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud Have of I just outed you? What? Well, I've been in the forest. Leaf in the forest. Everyone yeah. knows I come from the forest, man. Do they? Like, have you heard me talk? It's true. Not, most of the listeners haven't for a while. No, yeah, well, they don't care. Do they? <laughs> they do care. We've got emails. We have yeah, I bet we've email in. Emails. Email in if you want more les. More negativity. You're not negative. Stop being a hom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to go to the event. We'll do a show. We're going to yeah. do a hobby show, aren't we, Byron? Yeah. We'll talk about stuff. I'm, I'm off the next few days, so... We're going to try new things that we've not done before yeah. on army-wide scales. Yeah. Uh that's going to be pretty good. Should we, should we plug some shit? People should look at your video to see how you mush. Oh, yeah, that's a good, good idea, actually. Yeah, so it's not, there's no link, I don't think, um, on the website. But if you do the face hammer thing and you do forward slash blending, I think it shows up. Um, but we can we'll ask Terry to put a link on the website. Between a link as well. It's a really good video, to be fair. You know, like when when I had looked up, it was really cool. Not bad for a phone jobby. Uh, don't uh, don't forge yeah. that shit, otherwise you'll get shafted on data. Yeah, it's about two gig, so um, just watch it on the internet. The the link is on our Twitter feed. We we post it, but I'll get Terry to put a button or something on the website. Um, maybe a little side box. But um, yeah, I literally I just did it for Steve. For, just record it on my phone, it's not really well. Um, but I just literally just balanced my phone on some boxes and then painted around it. Um, I'm hoping that actually going forward we can do more videos. Yeah, um, I've uh, I've tested out a macro for my GoPro and I can. It's really non-invasive in terms of putting it in front of you when you're painting. So mm. 
I think that would provide a, even if it's another five minute video like yours, it provide, cause it's two ways of achieving a similar thing, but with yeah. different ways of paying. Do uh, a brush version of it would be quite cool for people because people are constantly asking, like me or Russ, and I'm sure you as well, Brian, a bit like airbrushing. So it'd be nice to just get like, yeah. this is how you airbrush. Yeah, but it's, it's like most things, isn't it? it's like there, there is no, like, it's just a tool. You use it different ways to get different effects. Um, but yeah, there's that's a whole other subject. But um, I think I think what I'm quite excited about is if you're going to strap your GoPro on you on your chest at events and like do like a lap of the hall or something it'd be quite interesting just, just painting people just like first, well, no, first not painting, but just walking around and showing like <laughs> gaming talking to people and you could literally do like has it got a mic on it because it must do yeah it has yeah so you could literally like walk around look have it strapped to your head and do like live like like yeah, point of view interviews well cool. or something I'll get, like, a, uh, I'll get a little knobhead hat yeah you'd look you look awesome stuck in it. I, 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 I prefer the idea of you wearing a harness <laughs> Well, I, I was just going to say, I got an accessories pack which has everything in the world in it. You've got a pack. 20 quid, and it looks halfway between like shit tat and bondage. So, um... <laughs> to me, that's a bum bag. Have you got a bum bag that you're going to wear with it, like the GoPro attached to the front of it? Uh, no, I've got like a, a harness for putting it on your chest, something for putting it on your head, loads of little wrappy, windy things for dangling it from shit. Did you get like a wrist one as well? Is this like a make your own porno video thing that you bought? Um, no, it's for sports and stuff generally. Yeah. And like, I've not trusted it yet, but it's got a load of things with suction cups on it, which are the ones that people use to attach it to their cars. Yeah. They're doing, but I do not like the idea of attaching it to my car. No. As tough as it is, I don't think it would bounce very well at whatever miles an hour if it fell off. They're but, waterproof uh, as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're amazing. They're, they're not they're not cheap, but it's the, it's the only thing I've spent money on this year that wasn't a model or petrol. So <laughs> basically, GoPro's advertising is fantastic, and I was just on the internet and it worked. Capitalism wooed me. And, there you uh, go. Capitalism got another one. It was a one plus, and yeah. yeah, I lost out, but gained a GoPro. So I'll be recording some shit on that, and I think that will come out okay. Again, the file sizes would be pretty big, and there'll be no production values whatsoever. But you should be yeah. able to see. What glazing looks like is that's all I want to show really because if people ask how I've done my stuff, it's by putting very very thin paint on things. Yeah, and I think um, your dry brushing could be quite good as well, Byron, because I think you've got you dry brush like show people the correct way to dry brush. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good point as well. I could do that, although that's a really aggressive process. I'll end yeah. up with a probably camera. Um, yeah, exactly. I think uh, what I should say as well is that the um, the the Archeon paint video, I know we talked about it before, but they, those kind of videos, the production value in those videos is really, really good, the GW videos. So if you haven't watched them, just go watch them. Probably don't sit. You bang on about them, but it's amazing. It's like amazing. today with buying Archeon because of that video. I was like, ah, oh, just don't. You don't need it. We'd, we'd really like to interview Duncan, I think. That'd be yeah. really cool. Yeah. So if anyone from Games Workshop's listening... Can you put us in touch or tell us how to get in touch? <laughs> we'll say nothing but nice things if we're talking about GW. <laughs> we'll be nice, don't worry. <laughs> we, we, we could we do the first episode in. where we don't swear or be inappropriate. Episode. I think we would do that if we had, we had someone on. We'd have to be yeah. professional. So uh, we can do it, honest. We we do actually have professional careers. We just... <laughs> if we are on this, we just let loose a bit. I just assume no one listens, so I just talk shit. The more professional we've been in the day, the more we balance it out. 
That's yeah, right. that's why I'm very rarely professional. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's yes. everything. So I think that's it. So thanks for listening. People should go and buy stuff from Element Games. We don't have anything yeah. new in apart from the Archeon, but he cost enough that that'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> Element Games. Forgot about yeah. you. Sorry. <laughs> right, I forget about us as well. I just don't like plugging us. But um, Archeon is beautiful. If you want that, go and get it. Uh, just about your clearance sale. Oh yeah, that's got loads of things in it. Um, dice shakers. Yeah, it has got dice shakers in it. So if you want those, grab them. I'm going to be getting one soon. And you need just... to get a combat gauge. You I can't know, well, turn I'm gonna, up to Sheffield I'm gonna, without a combat gauge. I'm going to come up so fully suited and booted, you Beth. guys are going to be jealous. I'm going to have you a 15 kilogram tape measure. I need to get a new tape measure and I'm resisting the urge to buy one. Don't, don't resist it, it's packaged really well. <laughs> Shush! It's like the way you go, like, I've not bought a count yet. <laughs> it's gonna happen, but you've not bought one of those gauges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It's yet. Yeah. Um, I've not bought a really expensive tape measure. Yeah. Do it. No. Just do it. Stop. Oh, one more week. I'm not doing it. Okay, you don't have to. Don't I? Okay. If you if you send it if you actually order it tomorrow, shut up. You'd get it before Christmas when you buy it. Don't want it. Oh yeah, there's still plenty of time for people to order before Christmas. Uh, yeah. Do be aware that the post goes a bit mental though. So. Yeah. yeah, unless this comes out after Christmas, and then in which case there isn't plenty of time. So get your combat gauge, get your rage finder, use your Christmas money, get, get your dice shaker, get your fucking AOS on. Fuck the haters, give it a go and enjoy yourself. Um, Actually, relevant new Citadel dries. Uh, yeah, really, really good. I used a dry paint for the first time properly recently, and it was exquisite. So everyone should get those, particularly rack white, which yeah. I think is the tits. I um, I really like uh, Citadel dry paints because I told you they're really good, didn't I? Yeah, that's the only reason so, I tried them out because I didn't believe that they could be. No, because they look really like. Why would you want that? And then actually, yeah. I I really like them. Um, it's no, hard to explain. High pigment on the just on the edges. Basically. You can edge highlight things faster than you ever thought possible. Yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah, I've never used them. They always look quite good, though. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm a big, big fan. Um, when I dry brushed my archways, I was really, really happy with the result. Um, I think you, I, well, when I talk about my concept army, I'm going to be using a lot of dry brushing. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, on the note of paints as well, just in case anyone is listening, because obviously we've all been waxing lyrical about scale 75 paints, they can separate the pigment. So, store, them oh, top really tip, big. store them upside down. Yeah. So if you've got the, if you've got any of the big box sets, don't throw away the box they come in. <sighs> keep them in the tray in the box. Pop them upside down for storage, and then when you take them out, flip them over, and they'll be good to go after a little shake. That works wonders. It's amazing. Yeah, because otherwise all the glaze medium goes to the top, and because they're, they're so full, they're and, quite hard to shake. And um, physically thick and gloopy as well. They've yeah. got some some body to the to the paint. I would recommend probably when you're when you've been using the paint and you've got a little bit of a gap in the bottle, is to use some, an agitator. And what I mean by that is to get, and you need to use something that isn't going to react with the paint. So something that doesn't rust, guys. Yes. Please. So. Nothing that rusts, so you need something like a um, plastic ball bearing or um, like a BB pellet or something. Some people or, use uh, the little 
ceramic uh, balls you get for weighing down pastry when you bake. You can buy a big pot of them that cost nothing. Oh, and really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, but they, they don't react and they're quite weighty. If you so, were Googling them, what would you put in? Pastry balls. Pastry <laughs> pastry balls. <laughs> yeah, that'll work out fine on the internet. Actually, you're not going to get anything really dirty if you do that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Ten best pastry balls recipes. That's not going to work, is it? Ceramic baking beans, I think they're called. Ba- yeah, there we go. Baking beans, that'll do. There you go. So, if you do that, uh, I'm going to do. I'm going to get some now. You, you sold me. This is how it works. Check their diameter uh, before you do. Um, I know that people used to put them in GW pots, but they got a wire opening, so. Yeah, you do have to make sure they fit. Um, but I, I guess you could probably get a pot of, of smaller ones, I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure, but they're pretty cheap. Yeah, they're dirt cheap. Everyone's going to go to bakery websites now. Uh, give it a bash. They uh, they work really well as long as they fit. Yeah. So, um, or, or you could just like use bits of off-cut metal models if you're playing a game with an abundance of metal models, couldn't you, Les? Yeah, you could. <laughs> I would never ever suggest putting metal in paint. Like, that's... yeah, but don't use like steel ball bearings because no. they'll well they'll just rust. Like if you just get like normal like bike ball bearings or something, they'll just rust in the paint. Or lead. Or, yeah, don't get lead. Yeah, especially if you're a brush licker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you you might end up with yeah. lead poisoning. <laughs> um, like, so yeah. Just something that won't react to the paint. So won't, uh, won't react, non-carcinogenic, fits in pot, done. Yeah. There you go. What a tip. Uh, so yeah, you can get some baking beans. There's definitely something that you could do with Byron and put them on an Element Games website. Uh, <laughs> Element Games paint. Ceramic uh, agitators. agitators. Yeah. yeah. Games, why, why not add an agitator to your scale 75 box set purchase? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, if like I say, like the, the the scale seventy five paints are a little bit techy, but yeah. if you you have to, and it's like what I said in another show, you need to understand how things behave. Yeah. Um, they don't cover. Get it? Yeah. yeah that, that's the big thing. They're not yeah. made for covering. They're made for tinting. Yeah. Uh, so you can you... rework them forever. Yeah, but apparently they're good through the airbrush. Oh god, they are shit hot through the airbrush. Like, really, really, really good. Um, I will probably, even the yellow is good through the airbrush. Um, like, very minimal overspray, and I was not expecting it for such physically thick, gloopy paints. Uh, so I will try and get that on video at some point soon, just to, just to I demonstrate. We've described them as thick and gloopy, so they don't cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the, what colour? I find that the brains, and the greens are a little bit thin. Uh, I think that the greys and the, the sort of like the dark greys are, are pretty pretty thick. Honestly, I just think it's they're just not mixed properly. They're just separated. You just need to. I mean, I, what I would say I have seen before is someone um, has a you get like an electric drill. Yeah. And you put the end of the paint pot in the drill truck and you tighten it and then you just do a spin on the drill, and it shakes it up. Because it, it basically mixes the paint for Crazy you. Crazy efficient, yeah. You're centrifuging um, yeah. stuff. But you need to be careful you don't do it the wrong 
you do it the right way that it's tightening the <laughs> lid as it's spinning, not undoing it because that could be pretty epic. <laughs> you, you're a pot of like you know golden skin flies across the room. Um, yeah, so you, you just make sure you're you're doing it the right way, you're not undoing. Um, but that's that's a way to shake them up as well if you if you want. I mean that works. I've seen people actually do that on videos, actually. Yeah, it works really, really well, if you're set up for it. We only need a hand drill. You can stand up on the desk, it's fine. So, there you go, get an electric drill to shake up your paints. That's it, all these hobby tips that couldn't possibly go wrong. Yeah, put lead in your paint. <laughs> lead or steel in lead your paint. Lead or steel in your paint and get an electric drill. Uh, no, don't, don't do these things. We're <laughs> <laughs> obviously... You've got a, you've got a, we don't take any responsibility for Darwinist accidents that happen, but do tell us about them. Bear, bear danger in mind. Yeah. Don't be a derp. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> Life tips done. But if you want to be a derp, buy stuff that's going to help you derp up on, uh, then, you know, you know where to go. Oh, get yeah. your sprays, get your solvents, <laughs> get going. <laughs> Right, let's cut this off before we recommend anything awful. You could spray Retribute armor on your face. Yeah. <laughs> or you could spray an entire Stormcast army with a face mask and pretty much get high. Solvent. <laughs> <laughs> Insight into how Les spends his weekends. Yeah, like <laughs> how he's going to get through the Stormcast. Yeah. Walking outside with stars in front of my eyes because I've just used an airbrush with like a load of cellular spinners or whatever it is for. Yeah, if you're gonna airbrush, wear a mask. Don't be a don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah, um, like Les, like me. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Well, see you next time. Enjoy. Peace.